Can you imagine what it was like to be Mary when Gabriel shows up and says, congratulations, you've been chosen. God's going to work in you. But the details of that working of the Holy Spirit that was to revolutionize Mary's life were a little frightening. There was a lot that was going to happen between that glorious announcement and Jesus' ascension. But some of it would bring ridicule from surrounding people. Some of it would bring doubt and discouragement. And yes, some of it would bring pain. The glorious transformation of the entire universe that was going to start in Mary had profound implications for her life. But what a response. Be it so unto me, O Lord, according to thy word. What about you? Is that your response today? Let's get into it. And thank you, friend, for joining us at Arlington United. The scene is set. It's a, it's a teenage girl. And there is God's most senior messenger angel, Gabriel. Michael is the fighter. Lucifer was the worshiper, but he became the false worshiper. And then the other in this trio of head angels or archangels is Gabriel. He's the messenger. And here comes the messenger with a message for somebody, again, that was from an obscure and a poor family, a little girl, teenager as you were. And there's an exciting message. You're blessed and you're highly favored. I hear that phrase sometimes of people who say, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored because they get a good parking space. Or uh, they, they go up to the McDonald's line and nobody's there. They drive right up to the drive-thru. I'm blessed and highly favored. Sometimes we trivialize the blessing and favor of God. But even when we're blessed of God and favored of God, it doesn't mean that things always go our way. It doesn't mean that we don't have heartaches. It doesn't mean that we don't have challenges. It doesn't mean that we don't have circumstances where it takes a while for God's order to be revealed. Mary was blessed and highly favored, but she would stand at the foot of the cross and see her son humiliated. Mary was blessed and highly favored, but she would hold the body of her son and place spices on his body as she prepared him for burial. Mary was highly favored, but she would be the one who would watch Jesus grow up and his eternal mission would become critical and his temporal realities would kind of fade away. And she had to give him up even before she had to give him up. Hey, you're blessed and highly favored. And Mary says, are you sure you're at the wrong house? That, that's kind of what she You know, who am I? Lisa, honestly, it's one of the greatest barriers to God using you and God using me is that sometimes when God really wants to use us, and he does, we kind of look at him like, are you sure that you've got the right person here? Because, Lord, I'm not one of those holy people. I'm not one of those super Christians. I'm not one of those people who, you know, does backwards somersaults and speaks in tongues every day. God wants to use everyone in his kingdom. Yes, Lord. And Mary is like, what, what, me? But Gabriel said, yes, you. God picks all kinds of people to be used. Um, the angel says, don't be afraid. Good is coming to your world through God's favor on you. How's it going to happen? What is going to happen is going to be birth of the Spirit. 
want to be careful here because we have some good people in this church. We have some giving people in this church. We have some intelligent people. We have some people with, with good hearts, and we've got some people who are faithful. And that's, that's y'all, okay? But what God is going to do is not going to come through just our individual efforts and our abilities. What God is going to do is going to be because we surrender to him and we give our lives over to him. Kaylin, you're a wonderful young lady, but God's not going to do in your life what he's going to do just because you're the, the brightest or the most talented or the richest or this or that. God's going to do what he's going to do because he has chosen to allow his spirit to move through us. How many know that Nehemiah said, it's not by might and it's not by power, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. That's good news if you want to be used by God because if you'll just turn loose and be obedient to him, he will accomplish something in your life through his spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you, Mary. You're going to be pregnant, and, and uh, it's going to be pretty wild because everybody's going to ask a bunch of questions. You and Joseph been messing around? What if Joseph didn't believe her? Some years ago, I preached on this text and tried to remind everybody that Joseph had a right under Mosaic law to have Mary stoned to death. Because their betrothal was like a marriage. Now, they weren't living together. They weren't having relationships together. Yet, she was committed to him. And because she had become impregnated, if Joseph didn't believe her story, he could have said, I want Mary stoned for adultery. You ever thought about that? That Joseph's mercy allowed Christ to be born. We have to be careful not to be judgmental of others because if we're so judgmental, we can interfere with what God is doing in the lives of others. Now, Mary says what I love. God, I'm your servant, and be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. I want to emphasize today, God does speak to us. It's, it's one thing to respond to a word from the Lord. How many believe that God has spoken to you through, through his written word, through, through a, a song, uh, through a, a service, maybe through a sermon, maybe through a kind word or a text or something. You've been needy and you needed something from God and he's spoken to you in real time in your life. That's what happened to Mary through this instance. God does speak to us. But I, I want to caution you today. When we talk about responding to a, a word from the Lord and saying, be it so unto me according to your word, if we're not careful, we can be pretty subjective. We can label our impressions, our hopes, and our desires as a word from the Lord. I, just let me just go with me here a minute. Some people are always going around. They're, they're, they're flipping through the channels to look at their television preachers or they go to different churches and, and follow after different people to get a word from the Lord because they want somebody to speak to their situation. And God does minister to us in real time. He does speak to us but we don't want to just respond to our impressions of what we think God is saying. We also have to respond to his word as it is expressed in Christ. Okay? So a word from the Lord. Lisa, if I text you and say, hey, Lisa, I've got a word from the Lord for you. And if you trust me as a pastor, it's good for you to respond to that. But if I tell you that the word from the Lord is that you're supposed to call Candace and cuss her out, that's not the word from the Lord. Right, why? Because it doesn't square with the character of Jesus. You see where I'm going here? Anything that God tells us 
is not going to violate Jesus' character. If you think you've got a word from God, I'm using air quotes here, but it doesn't square with the character of Christ, it's not really a word from the Lord. You may have had too much pizza, or you may have had not enough ramen, or you may have just, you may just be kind of wild in your imaginations. But if the word that somebody has for you doesn't square with the word that God has revealed in Jesus, the living word, then it's not real. John 1 and 1 says, the word was with God and the word was God. John 1.14 says, that word became flesh. This Christ child that we celebrate, the word became flesh. Mary got a word from Gabriel, but she held the word in her arms and she saw what it meant as the word of God was expressed in her family, their community, and finally in the world. Pretty simple, pretty simple. I'm going to give you a litmus test. I'll give you two today. If anybody says they have a word, number one, here's, here's something to remember. God may speak to you through a stranger. He does that. But more often than not, if God's going to speak to you, he will speak to you through a trusted voice. The Bible says, I will give them shepherds that will feed them and will, will, will guide them. Why would God just have a random person walk up to you and tell something if he has a shepherd in your life that he can trust to share with you what God's purpose is in a situation or God's wisdom situation? So God usually used trusted voices to speak to you. But regardless, and if I say something to you and it's against the character of Christ, you need to measure that. One acid test, if something is true and if it's really from God, is it will, if, a, if a word is true from God, it will always match the character of Christ. Got it? Everybody say, I got it. <laughs> a spoken word will match the lived word, the living word. And who's the living word? Jesus. Amen. Acid test number two. The spoken word will always match the living word, but it will also always match the written word. So, Phil, if you come to me and you say, God spoke to me, and he said that I need to spread a bunch of gossip. Now, nobody will say that. <laughs> They'll say, I, I, I had a bunch of prayer requests, and so I texted everybody in the church and told them what my granddaddy did. And so... No, no, no. The Bible says that we don't receive an accusation against an elder. It says that we don't tail bear. Say, well, what I said was true. It's still a tale. And we're not supposed to be telling tales on one another, even if the tale is true. Brother Roy, if you see me get out of my truck and Jan and I are having a bad day, and I say, I can't believe you did that. And she says, well, you should believe it. Because, and if we have a little argument, that never happens, I hope. But if we were to, it's not your job to tell the whole church. That's right. Well, we need to pray for Brother Jackson. I think they're having a hard time over there. See, sometimes gossip can be cloaked as a prayer request. <laughs> I'm doing a little pastoring right now <laughs> ahead of time. We want to make sure that we don't bear tales. That's just an example. If you think that that's what God told you, no, 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 no. It must square with the written word of God. Psalm 119.89 says this, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. You and I can have lots of impressions. i got to be honest with you. Now, you may think I'm super spiritual. I'm not. I have thought that a lot of things in my life were the will of God. And sometimes I have 
I thought, I need to go this way or I need to go that way. But my impressions rise and fall, but this word never fails. Amen. It never, ever fails. This last week, something happened, and I, I just, this is so weird, but I just want to share it with you. It, it's so odd that I just want to show you how this can, this can kind of be important. I told you that the word that God speaks to you is always in the character of Christ. But we need to qualify that because the character of Christ always matches the written word of God. Phil, we got to be careful that we don't make Jesus into something that he's not. Do you love Jesus? Well, nobody but Satan says, no, I don't love Jesus. Yes, I love Jesus. But what kind of Jesus? Sometimes we make him into our own image, right? So we got buddy Jesus. We got cool Jesus. We got boyfriend Jesus and girlfriend Jesus. It's, everybody's got their own different ideas, and everybody wants him to be their savior, but very few people acknowledge him as their Lord. Because Jesus is all cool until he starts telling me how to live my life. And you actually read the words in red and what he said. In other words, some people say, Jesus never judged. The Bible calls him the righteous judge. So it, it's, it's amazing when you open this book and you actually see what it says. Has anybody heard of the band U2? There's a song, I still haven't found what I'm looking for, and there, there's one, uh, uh, there's a bunch of different songs that they sing. Incredibly popular band. In, in our lifetime, one of the most popular uh, secular bands that's out there. They've done the Super Bowl performances and different things. They're a huge, huge uh, band. And, and their front singer is, is a man named Bono, and he is a professing Christian. Bono has done a ton of good work in Africa, philanthropic work, humanitarian work. He's donated a lot of time and a lot of money to try to help people. And so I give him honor for that. So everybody heard that, right? I'm going to give him honor for the good things he's done. Now I'm fixing to tear him up for something that he said because I do not like what he said. He was in the National Cathedral at Washington. It's the second largest cathedral in America. This is a huge church. The National Cathedral in Washington is where they take all the presidents who die to lie in state and the different ones that are, that are famous in the country. And Bono was having a conversation in the National Cathedral. He decided to quote a song. Do you know what song he quoted? And he said, this is one of the greatest songs that's written of all time. This is what Bono said. ACDC's song, Highway to Hell. I made the same face when I read that. I thought, surely not. And so I read on, and it, the song goes on, and it says, my friends are going to be there too. I'm on the highway to hell. Highway to hell, highway to hell. Now, that's bad enough. That's bad enough. But I want you to look at what Bono said. Now, I'm not saying this to get down on Bono. I told you he's done a lot of good in the world. But I pray that Bono will have the Lord really speak to him because this is the next thing that Bono said. Listen to what he said. Quote, I just want to say, that's the Jesus I believe in because Jesus would want to be there too with his friends. He's talking about Jesus wanting to go to hell with his friends. Now, I'm not saying that to hate on Bono today. Again, he's a man who's done a lot of good in the world. But he has a very odd conception of who Jesus is and what he does. When we are like Mary and we say, Lord, be it so unto me according to your word, what I want to encourage you to do today is 
don't just go with the God of your impressions, but go with the God who has been revealed in Christ and go with the God that is consistent with his word. When it comes to something that you're going to base your life on, Lisa, I, if you got confidence in Fox News, then you watch it. If you got confidence in CNN or ABC, you watch it. But I'll be honest with you, none of those places are enough to build your life on. There's only one foundation that's worthy of your soul, and it is the Word of God that is between these black covers. It is the Word of God that is forever settled, right? So if you've got confidence in President Biden, then, then you have confidence. Or if you have confidence in whoever's going to win 2024, whether it's Mr. DeSantis or somebody else or somebody we don't know about, but Mr. Biden again, whoever that is, but I hope your confidence is not in politics. I hope your confidence is in the word that has been revealed to us. Mary said, be it so unto me, according to Caesar, according to Herod, according to, uh, you know, somebody else. No, that's not what she said. She said, be it so unto me, according to your word. Now, Christianity is not unpopular until you start living Christianity according to this book. It's fine to say you're a Christian in today's world as long as you don't say that anybody's wrong. As long as you don't say that anything is a sin. Everything's got to be a choice in this world. But if you stand and you say, the Bible says that this is a sin, and pride is a sin, lying is a sin, gossip and tailblaring, those are sins. But yes, there are other things that are sins. Adultery is still a sin. Homosexuality is still a sin, according to this book. Effeminate uh, behaviors are still a sin, according to this book. Unnatural affections are still a sin, according to this book. And I, I want to tell you today, when you base your life on the Word of God, you may face some people like Mary did that don't believe your story or don't believe that God is really working in you. But I assure you today, just as sure as I'm standing here, if you will base your life on the word of God, and if you will say, be it unto me according to your word, you'll come out ahead in the long run because God will use you not only to save your own soul, but God will use you to bring good into this world and to reveal his glory just as he did through Mary. Just as he did in this little teenage girl, God will use you to bring his good to bear in this world. Do you believe that today? Why don't we praise the Lord together and thank him for what he's doing today. Praise God. Stand with me. What happens when we say yes to the word of God? What happens when we say yes? What would it mean, Scott, if you say yes to God's word? Here's what happened to Mary. Because of Mary's response, Christ was formed in her body. Christ was formed in her life. Now, the incarnation happened once. So if you're a lady here today, don't, don't worry. If you say yes, it doesn't mean you're going to have a supernatural pregnancy. That's not what God's doing. But Paul did pray for the Galatian church, and he said, I pray that Christ will be formed in you. You know what my prayer is, Roy? That just like Mary, you'll say, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And supernaturally, that Christ will be formed in your life. I hope when people see you, that they see you as a reflection of the Lord. Willie, I hope that you'll say yes to Jesus. And when you do, and you say, Lord, whatever you, however you want to use my life, that you become more and more like Jesus every day. More and more like him. Can, can I make a confession today? I, I wouldn't want to embarrass Willie, but I guess I will. I'm going to say it right now. Willie, you're a different man than when you walked in this church. 
there's a sweetness about you, there's a gentleness about you, there's a goodness about you because you're becoming more like the Lord. He's forming his character in you. He's doing that through all of us. I, I, Lisa was talking about being back here today and I, I told her something and I'll tell everybody and it's true. She's wearing a million dollar smile today. There was a time when Lisa didn't have as much peace and joy in her countenance and her expression as she does today. But the Lord has been at work in Lisa's life. And we see the evidence of Christ being formed in her. Aren't you thankful for what God is doing? Amen. Mary got to be the one who carried the Creator. She got to be the one who was the host for the Lord of hosts. She got to deliver the deliverer. She got to teach the first words to the one whose word first spoke the world's into existence. She got to hear the first time that he spoke, the one who said, let there be light. The gift of being an exalted mother, highly favored, the caretaker of the Messiah, was an awesome privilege. But you know what? She also got to visit an empty tomb. She got to go to an empty tomb and a full upper room. And there were the 119 other people. She lifted her hands as the Holy Spirit came on all of them. And she was filled with that Spirit of God. I wonder what it felt like for Mary, Brother Roy. Because unlike the 119 that were there, she had already carried the Lord inside of her. And when the Holy Spirit came in, I can only imagine that Mary said, Oh yes, I remember. This is what it was like to have him inside of my body. You and I will never be privileged with the incarnation. That only happened to one human. But if we say yes to Jesus, we can have his spirit living inside of us. And Christ can indeed be formed in us. Would you bow your heads with me today? Lord, we want to say yes to you today. Lord, be it unto us according to your word. Lord, we pray today as a church, corporately, Lord, that you would have your way at Arlington United. We pray, Lord, that you would work among us. And as individuals, I pray today, Lord, that we would say yes to you. That we would yield ourselves to your word and we would yield ourselves to your spirit. God, I pray that we would join Mary in saying, be it so unto me according to your word. Lord, I pray that we too could be carriers of the creator, that we would be hosts for the Lord of hearts. Lord, Mary was highly favored, but so are we. We're favored today to know you. We're favored today to hear your word, and we're favored to feel your spirit today. God, I pray, Lord, that the purpose of Pentecost will come today and magnify the momentum of the manger. God, I pray, Lord, that the infilling of Acts 2 will expand the incarnation of Luke 2. And God, I pray that Christ would be formed in us today, Lord. Allow us to say yes to you today. In the name of Jesus. How do you respond when the Lord speaks to you? How do you know that he's speaking? And it's not just your imagination. I think it's clear today from our exploration of this text of Mary. When God comes and speaks to us, his revealed word always corresponds to the lived word that is the incarnate Christ. You know, what God says to us always squares with the character that he's revealed by coming as Jesus. And it always corresponds to his written word, which is forever settled in heaven. If you receive a promise from God and it absolutely dovetails with the character of Christ and the content of the canon, then you have a word that you can depend on. 
And your response, as well as my response, should be, yes, Lord. Just like your word says, that's what I want to happen to me. If we're willing to do that, we can see the results that Mary saw. Yes, there's only one incarnation. I understand that. But Christ is still being formed in people all over the world. Not in a physical sense, as it was in Mary, but in the sense of His Spirit is living within us. As we believe on Him, as we obey Him, and we participate in the new birth experience of being baptized in water in His name and being baptized gloriously with His Spirit through the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Aren't you ready for that? Be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. God bless you. And thank you, friend, for joining us at Arlington United.